You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 301st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Matt, the little guy in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, we did it. We made it past episode 300. I don't know how we did it, but we have... um, Thanks for being here. Thanks to all the listeners for being here. I do have some bad news uh, in that regard, oh, though. 300 episodes in. What is our first piece of bad news? I know. I know. Yeah, it is historic, actually, because for the first time ever, I have to bring you a correction uh, to the Slow Ride podcast, to the news that you have come to trust. Um, the Slow Ride podcast, over 300 episodes. This is our first ever correction, official correction. Last week on episode 300, uh, we reported that Lachlan Morton had uh, uh, beaten Keegan Swenson uh, for the Everstein record. It turns out there was a a GPS issue, and he was actually uh, a few hundred feet shy of actually Everstein. So we need to strike that from the record. Uh, We need to walk that back a little bit here, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it pains me, but we need to do what's right for our listeners. So I just want to officially put that correction out there into the world. Um, I hate uh, breaking news. Uh, we actually have to now issue our second correction Uh-oh. Um, in 300 episodes. When it rains, it pours. News has now just come in on the 301st episode of the Slow Ride Podcast that we were wrong about being wrong. And now Lachlan Martin owns the record again oh. by doing the record in the same place he did it the first time, but where he was a couple hundred feet short, he is now has it fully approved by the secret society of the Everston gods. <laughs> um, fully approved. As a side note there, the Everston hmm. website, the people that are in control of this is the world's worst website. It's hard to actually see who has the Everston <laughs> record, but um, there you go. Well, the rest of all cycling media will tell you is the first story. That Lachlan Morton has it, at least for now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Breaking news. uh, Father's Day alert. Lachlan Morton's dad wins dad of the year. (laughs) That is the breaking news. Why does he win dad of the year? Wow. Two times in the last week, he has been on the side of the road for seven plus hours for his adult son to ride up and down a hill while he hands him bottles. Now that sounds like the worst speed Tim, zone of all time. Yeah, you and me are are about to get into the age of watching our kids' sports events and standing there and going, "Yep, good job, good job." <laughs> but he and obviously it's pretty exciting. His son is a great cyclist, but uh, he's still doing it. I don't know what's Lachlan like twenty eight. Uh, Dad of the year, man. Two times. He spent seven. He spent in two two days. He spent two days out of the last like week on the side of on the side canyon. of a mountain, yeah. handing up water bottles. I mean, so, that's that's some good dadding. You guys are dads, and it is Father's Day as we record this. So I have a 
I want to ask a question related to this uh, story that you just told little guy, which one do you think was harder to do as a dad, like agreeing to the initial one or doing it again after knowing what the first one was like? You know, I don't know. I, I know the answer. Well, I, I would say that, um, the first one, because he was a little worried he was going to be bored. I think by the second one, he had it. He had his game down. Oh. He probably had the bottles. Yeah. He had a very like super dad system worked out. He probably also brought things to entertain himself. Probably had like a little hobby project he was working on. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, he had some balsa wood under in the in the back of the yeah. Car. He was building model airplanes or something while he did it. And he had it worked out. He's like, well, if each thinking. time up the hill takes you nine minutes, I can build at least one part part of the balsa airplane. And like, I know the paint takes this long to dry. So if I paint it midway through, it should he be ready to fly had, by the last lap. He definitely had the food um, partitioned out into Dixie cups. I'm sure like, so, you know, like was just dad of the year material the second time. The first time probably, uh, I bet you Lachlan Morton yelled at him a couple of times. Dad, why'd you hold on to the bottle too long when I was trying to grab it from you? Oh, you're the worst. And then yeah. by the second time comes around, he's like, dad, man, you really are the greatest dad of all time for standing out here for the 15th <laughs> hour in two weeks. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's, let's let people know a little secret, Tim. Dads don't know everything. Uh, um, can we just. However, I, I do want to give credit where credit's due to <laughs> Lachlan Morton for doing like going back out there. Like it's kind to, of to no fault of his own. Twice. Yeah. He, you know, the Strava data was wrong. People yeah. started busting out the lidar and talking about all of you know altitudes, and then he was like, "You yeah. know what? I'm just going to go do it again." That's so, pretty awesome. Having a you know done an Everest challenge, you know, and taken well over seven days, let alone seven hours to do it and not really being interested in doing it again. Um, yeah, that takes uh, some gumption there from old Lachlan. Uh, it's impressive. It's pretty bonkers that he was recovered enough to knock off as much time as he did. And he did 47 laps this time when he did it correctly. The first time he did 42 and they say that was even more of a kicker. But apparently it was a little bit shorter this time up though. Like he moved down the, yeah, he moved the segment a little bit and then did it more times to make it actually work. There is so much to discuss. Amazing. In the middle of a pandemic that there, you know, there's a lot (laughs) we have to go to. There's some new game shows that we're going to be getting to. We have to Hmm. talk about, um, cycling fashion, of course, new, new bike day, you know, all these great things. But first off guys, one of the things I wanted to get to was with all of these new cyclists out on the road, I do believe it is our responsibility as experienced cyclists to do all we can to be welcoming to this giant group of cyclists that are coming on board, right? It, it is our duty to get people out of cars, to ride bikes with us, and to have fun in this culture that means so much to us. We've been talking about it for six years, but really, that's just on the podcast. We've been talking about this for 15 years. Now is our moment to shine to get people out here into the world bike world. Yes, we can have our inside jokes. We can do whatever we can. But the truth is, we need to be a resource. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm on board. So, Sockite. Wait. I no. need to tell you guys a little bit of a story, and then you need to tell me if I was wrong. So, hang on. This is about you. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. So, a friend of mine is just getting uh-huh. into cycling. I've gone on a ride with him. Um, he was really into Lucas Bruniel videos because he was riding his bike inside on a trainer to stay fit because the gym was closed. 
So he's like, hey, uh, what's some good YouTube videos? I was like, oh, you should definitely watch, you know, some messenger racing like Lucas Bruniel because those are those are fun videos to see. Like it's kind of a a cool GoPro style POV racing through the streets of Manhattan. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and he got into it, really into it. And he has like an old single speed. So he started riding out in the streets of Orlando, going around town, and him and I went on a ride. And before we went on the ride, he he came over to my house and I like, you know, helped him out. I, I was like, oh, here's a here's a here's an old bike lock that you can use because you don't have a lock, you know, and I kind of helped him out with some little gear. Okay. Yeah. I looked good. at his bike, single speed. I looked at his bike, still had the reflectors on it, the wheel mm-hmm. reflectors and mm-hmm. the front reflector and the rear reflector, four reflectors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without even asking, I proceeded uh-huh. to remove the reflectors. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Did I cross the line? Yes. <laughs> Why not just leave them on? They have they serve a teeny bit of a purpose. I so you think because other people hmm. think he's a a nerd? No, so I just they, thought that yeah. like they like they're just <laughs> what what's the strategy here? Like I understand there are I'm trying to be helpful this. and I and I'm let asking me, you guys because I recognize because I think I did error. I think I well, was wrong. Let here. me let me just preface this. I have no reflectors on any of my bikes. Neither do at I. At all. So I understand. Um, did you did you provide him anything? Like, did the lock that he's going to stick in his back pocket have some reflective tape on it or anything? Like, is there anything? No. no. I I got him. He, um, I ha- I had an old jersey and some bibs. You know, I was like, oh, here you go. You know, these are the, here's a start. Generous. Yeah. I I just didn't. I I just erred on the side of like just assuming that this is what we should be doing as as folks, right? Interesting. Yeah. No. I I I might not have considered it. I might have just been like, yeah, take these off. These come off. I don't know why the mechanic left these on. Um, he was like, oh, I what are you I doing? Would. I'm like, oh, I'm just taking the reflectors off. Like I just didn't even explain to him that they were nerdy. And that like you may be made fun of. I just assumed oh. it was. And then when I was doing it, I was like, Tim, you're doing too much. Like, like you need to let, you know, you need to let him fall. Like, right. Like you need to let your buddy like <laughs> kind of have these, like he's got to oh, make a mistake your buddy, himself. Not the reflectors. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they will just fall off at some point. So That's true. little guy thinks I've overstepped the bounds. Spencer understands the gray area I was in. No, I mean, I th- yeah. Yeah. I think you ask people with reflectors because uh, whether or not they are useful, I debate the efficacy so, of reflectors. I think people, some people feel a sense of comfort with reflectors there, that they're, they're helping them be seen okay. on the road. Whether or not that is true, I don't really think it is that helpful. But if it makes somebody feel more comfortable, it, so, might, it might be a good thing. So this gets into the second part of the story here. I... um. So I, I took it, I, you know, I'm like, okay. So went on a nice ride, showed him like a nice little loop out around his house, like 15 miles. He's already done it a couple of times. It's fantastic to see. I'm absolutely stoked, right? Yeah. So he reaches out and he's like, hey, I don't want a single speed anymore. I want a geared bike. Well, naturally, international global bike shortage, not going to happen, yeah. right? So he's uh-huh. like looking around and then he's like, you know, I'm thinking of a gravel bike. So he's been doing a lot of great research. And so he was looking at like a Chinelli. It was like 1100 bucks. And I was like, actually... State Bicycle has this new one coming out. It's like a, a sub thousand dollar gravel bike. It's perfect. It's got the chassis. It's everything you need. So he goes yeah. ahead and orders that. He gets one right before they sell out. And I was like, oh, great. So he's got this bike. 
And then I call him up and I'm like, hey, I'm putting in an order with uh-huh. with QBP, the industry standard wholesaler, right? That, uh-huh. um, And I was like, hey, you know, do you need anything? Because I, I, instantly I'm thinking, you need a flat kit, right? Mm-hmm. Like he already has a floor pump. So, so asking you guys, what are the things that, that you would think a brand new cyclist is going to need? I took his reflectors off, so just assume a light <laughs> set is in there. Light, yeah, light okay. was number one, and he already has a helmet. Yeah. So yeah. lights, helmets, uh, pump. Yeah, just a, 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 a yeah, saddlebag. Yeah, I'm thinking saddlebag, flat kit, and I'm thinking water bottle cages. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, He's t- in Florida. So now it's a new game. Is it in stock? So, guys, let me ask you a question. Do okay. you think, mm-hmm. you know, kind of your cheap alloy... Water bottle cage is in stock. You know the one that's like seven bucks at the store. Yeah, I it has to be. Um, having worked, having worked at QBP, I think there were like ten thousand of those in stock. Uh, out of time. stock. Oh, oh wow. yeah. how about you go to the next level up? Also out of stock. They're out of stock all the way up to like thirty dollar water bottle cages. And I was, yeah, like, I was gonna say, I bet the fancy ones like, are in stock. I'm like, oh, okay. We water bottle. Okay, whatever. I can still get them some tire levers. Tire levers out of stock for oh, like a no. week. And I was like, oh, they're com- <laughs> even the fix it stick, they were out of stock. And I was like, we may have a little bit of a problem here. And then I'm like, what about Banjo Brothers saddlebags, guys? Yeah, just a classic under the seat saddlebag. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be in stock. Yeah, oh, I'm going to stock, get a theme huh? here. Also, not in <laughs> stock. So then I'm like, wow, this is kind of. So I found some lights that, he, that they did have in stock. Thank okay. God. So I was like, oh man, because I ruined his bike taking the reflectors off. So um, I <laughs> then I was like, you know what? If there's one thing QBP has to have in stock, it has to be kickstands. Just out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. oh come on. Yeah, no yeah. Greenfield classic kickstand. Completely out of stock when I checked. I was like, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Now, granted, Come on, all these new bikers, they're all on kickstands. Now, granted, guys, I am arguably not the best at, you know, Keith used to do all the ordering at Swift. On yeah. the QVP website, so maybe wait, there's a special so wait, wait, code. You're that building I don't know a view about. of of Swift for me. I know that you weren't the mechanic. Yep. Keith did all the ordering. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I was the face of the franchise. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I was just I was looking around. I was trying to think of what are all the jobs at bike shop. It's weird going through. <laughs> it's weird that place went out of business with a with a face like that. <laughs> so face for radio. I did. I was able to get the following for him about a week later. I did get tire levers. Did had those. I got him a light set. I have an old tube that I got him. So he needs a saddlebag. <laughs> Wait, you just like no, dug no, no, up no, a tube no, that no, you have with like, like a, a patch on it? No, I have like a box of tubes. So I was like, here you go. Oh, okay, okay. I did have okay. the old um, the old kit that was in his size. Um, and I was like, okay. And so, you know, overall, I think I did pretty well. And then I got him a, a spur cycle bell. Uh, best so, in like, the game. Yeah. So I feel like I've done a good enough job. I feel like the bell made up for your error in reflector judgment. Um, I feel I th- pretty I think bad you're about okay. the reflectors. I haven't told them that. I haven't apologized to him. I don't really want to do that. I think, you I think he p- understands. If he if he hears that spur cycle bell ring true yeah. uh, and, and alerts some walker to his presence, that he will know that that is Tim's apology. And he um, and his wife have been doing some riding around, so... Do hitting some of the trails, so the bell's going to be perfect up there. I, mm-hmm. all right. Well, if he gets a new bike, Tim, have you learned your lesson? Or are you going to 
take the reflectors off when he goes no, to use no. the bathroom? Or are you going to allow it to... I'm going to... I think he needs to do it on his own. I think that he'll... Okay. I, my guess is, you know... I don't even know if the bike comes with reflectors. I, I think mean, they legally I know it's a might wall, have yeah, to. Yeah, you know. What about the pie plate? I think you got to take the pie plate off. Yeah, but that requires another tool, right? Well, I know you can't do it. I'm just saying, like, generally. I'm talking generally to people here. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the first time he came over, we were having socially distant beers in the backyard, and he had his bike over, and uh, Sarah came out just to say hello. Hadn't seen him in a while, and she was just like, hey, by the way, don't ever let Tim work on your bike. He's not a mechanic. <laughs> so it totally blew my spot. So, anyway. Oh, man. Sarah's the real After- winner. After you did all that reflector work and everything, yeah. So it sounds like to you guys, spot. I did cross a line, and uh, I will, um, I will, I'll try to make it up. I think the spur cycle is a good attempt to make it up, and also I think yeah. I, I really enjoyed going on a ride with a new rider because he had a smile on his face the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was something different. Like it was, I loved every second of it, just like exploring a city. That's you know, you forget that part of it when you're uh, an experienced rider, I guess. Um, I feel like a, the the biggest hurdle for a new rider is learning a good route, right? Like yeah, totally. you tend to put a new rider on a bike and they're like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, on a 15 mile ride. They tend to ride the same route that they would drive yeah. to get to that destination because that's the way you know. Yeah. And that's that, not a good bike route. Yeah, ninety nine times out of a hundred, there's going to be much better roads very nearby that are going to be scenic and shady and low traffic and everything else uh, to get you uh, to your destination or on your loop or whatever. So I think the best thing you can do for any new rider is give them a good route. You yeah, know? like let them like open up the mind space to like, oh, you don't have to go on the big boulevards, yeah. you know, through town or whatever. Um, check this out. We went on a really cool route up through Maitland and then the town over from Maitland is Eatonville, which is the oldest African American incorporated city in the country. So like a lot of history there. Um, so we went through a ride, um, heading through there, uh, is fantastic. And then you go through winter park, which is, you know, the, the, it's the Adina of Orlando. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's a nice, calm streets, um, with big houses, great landscaping. It's where carrot top lives. You know, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah, calm. That's what I think. Well, of. he's always, you know, Carrot Top's always out there on his scooter, so you know, maybe he can motor pace behind him. <laughs> hey, he just scoots to scoot, man. So, um, c- can I say one thing yeah, that I forgot to say earlier, which is do 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 breaking news, dad update. Uh, my my son can ride a bike, and uh, <laughs> speaking, he can pedal, and so speaking of the happiness of riding bikes, um, he like. The first day he got the bike from our friend Tyler, I have to say thank you for letting me borrow the bike this summer. He um, literally just giggled to himself as we rode around the block for like 30 minutes with joy. (laughs) Every time he got the pedals turning, he started giggling and laughing. It was amazing. Well, I'm happy that worked out. That's like what Tim was like on our first group rides. (laughs) Yeah, right. Totally. Just like, you guys, I'm doing it. You guys, I'm doing it. Um, I mean, he's been having the- 17 miles an hour. Yeah. He's been having the push bike and he loves that, but the pedaling, he really wanted to pedal. And it's like, it, he's so excited about it. So every time he gets those pedals turning, it's uh, that's awesome. awesome. Tyler hit me up last week and he's like, Hey, you know, can I have little guys contact for this, this bike? So you're welcome, little guy. I'll take credit. No, thank um, you. And not Tyler. Uh, what, 
What kind of bike <laughs> is it? All the credit. What kind of bike is a Curiosity? Uh, it's a little specialized hot rock or something is what it's okay. called, I think. Because I'm getting to the age, or my kid, you know, uh, little Highmar is getting to the age where we need to get him out there on a bike, I think, pretty soon. So he wants pedals uh, this really one's sweet bad. Because it's orange yeah. and it's got a little, it's got a little pad on the stem and uh, it looks, it so looks pretty tough. How long did it take for him to understand? To go like first the pedaling, time? yeah. He it took. He missed the first time he got on and tried to pedal, and the second time he got on, and we were trying to get him to go out to the sidewalk to do it, and he just jumped on in the backyard and then had to ride through the like narrow section next to the stairs, like whatever you've seen. You guys have seen my yard. It's it's like a jungle, an overgrown yeah. jungle. Um, he just rode through all that, and I was so worried he was going to run into the side of the house when he had to ride around the fence. He just rode out to the front of the house. So he, like, he's already a better handler nice. than me. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. So you guys, uh, tomorrow you're going to work on cycle cross dismounts and remounts then, huh? Yeah, we don't have those down. It's kind of embarrassing. It's been it's been two and a half days, and we don't have yeah, the remounts he, down yet. But um, so he's stepping through, little guy? That's... That's unfortunate. <laughs> he hasn't, but he, when he, he has tried to do the step through with his, um, like his little push bike, he would try to do the step through and I would always have this little moment of like, oh no, he's trying to step through, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I'd be like, oh no. Uh, I, would you catch just like- my, I would catch myself being like, don't, don't. and then I'd be like, this, why am I telling him no? Who, who's been teaching this kid? Richard Grovendahl? <laughs> <laughs> However you want to get off the bike, it doesn't matter. So- um, <laughs> Oh, that's great. On my uh, Father's Day, I bought myself a pair of Time ATAC pedals uh, that match my uh, single-speed mountain bike with the red accents, so it looks fantastic. Um, Then I posted them on Instagram, and I kind of like alluded to the fact that Sarah, Little Hymar, um, and uh, what do we even call the other one? Uh, You know, he's already like the forgotten one here. Um, Little Mayo? I don't... Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Little Nairo. Little Nairo. Nairo. uh, uh, You know, got me... I, I made it pretend that they got me these ATAC pedals when it was really me. But you know what? <laughs> I feel like I deserve it. I'm that good of a debt to get some time yeah. ATAC pedals. You want to know the dirty secret? I didn't even try clipping into them. I- I'm just assuming that they're working. <laughs> they're fantastic. Oh, you just, you just put them on. You didn't even ride the bike. No, because I put them on for an Instagram photo. Okay. Um, <laughs> we, got, we, got some, uh, we, got, we got some good uh, uh, news here All before right. we get into something. Uh, l- let's... A lot of news happened. First off, public ser- service announcement. Little guy, give me the public service announcement um, the theme song. That's breaking news. That one? I don't know what this public service announcement theme song is. Well, I thought maybe you'd be creative on the spot. Oh, this was on the fly. You made it sound like we had one. Hey, everybody, just letting you know that since July is around the corner... Um, it is time for you to go ahead and cancel your NBC Sports Gold subscription because... Oh, good thing I did the NBC sound. They're all nice. set up on auto-renew if you yeah. if you got it last year for the tour. So why don't you just wait until we make sure the tour is actually happening uh, for you to get that. <laughs> Otherwise, you have fifty nine ninety nine that is going to be going mm-hmm. away. So that is your public service announcement <laughs> from the Slow Ride Podcast. That is a very helpful piece of information. Uh. It would be so much better if we had them as a sponsor this week, too, so we could slag them in the first half of the show and then get them in the second. Hey, speaking of, uh, do you guys you guys know how good we are with setting our agendas in the green room and never getting off track? The top right, thing that right. I have many asterisks around all around, I'm not even gonna, we're not even in the preem lap, but real quick, Slow Ride Podcast, episode 300 t-shirts. We buried it last time. We got to talk about it real quick. Each of us got an artist, quote unquote, local artist, my artist. 
is Pete Hollihan from St. Louis. That's how local yeah. I went. And he gave me a sweet woodcut print of a campy derailleur that says Slow Ride Podcast 300. Spencer, why don't you describe yours? Uh, mine is uh, from a, an ex coworker, a uh, bike messenger in San Francisco um, that I worked with back in the early 2000s, 2002, I think is when I lived in San Francisco. Um, and he is still living the life, doing the doing the bike thing out there. Um, big fan of Eddie Merck's track frames. And he uh, made us up a beautiful uh, slow ride, monstrous logo uh, that is uh, adorning a t-shirt in bright fluorescent colors. Awesome. Little guy, what'd you do? I got my buddy Sam Robertson to uh, draw me a picture of uh, Onza, the most devilish, uh, evil detective in all of Bike Land. So all of these shirts represent the first time ever the Slow Ride Podcast, 300 episodes in, six years in, have done merchandise. So you can head over to wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300 and you can get yourself a shirt, $6 shipping. The shirts are $24, an easy 30 saw bucks. Just mm-hmm. thank you for the support. Yeah. A lot of thank folks you. have been purchasing shirts. It means a lot to us. Thank you for over the six years. Um, it means a lot to us. I know we're not in the premium lap, but just check it out. Wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300 for some awesome shirts. So, um, guys, before we get into the premium lap, and then we have listener email, and we have a bunch more, new- more news, mm-hmm. I had the pleasure on Friday to take a day off. So I loaded up little Heimar in the car and I drove an hour and a half down to St. Petersburg to go to my favorite bike shop in the country. Of course, I'm talking about Ugh. the bikery. I thought for sure you were going to say you loaded up in the car and drove an hour to show him the hill that you rode <laughs> up 98 times in a row. <laughs> this is where daddy became a champion. <laughs> um, yeah. And I have a, a great trophy, by the way, to prove it, go to the slow ride podcast, Instagram yeah. account that the trophy, uh, actually it's not my trophy. It's Sarah's Tim, trophy. Did you ch- yeah. Check, check the inscription. It, I think it says, uh, yeah. Uh, awarded to Sarah Hayes, uh, and then Tim Hayes and much smaller uh, letters. But anyways, yeah, I drove the hour and a half to St. Petersburg to the bikery. I love the bikery for many reasons. Mostly it's a moots dealer and they have a ton of moots in stock. They also have the finest coffee bar I've ever been to. Um, And it's just fantastic service. Everything about it is a great store, great experience. They have a great sign out front that says, can't be spoken here. Love it. So you Love that sign. It is awesome. It's a huge store, great fit area. And you know what? As a former bike shop owner, um, it's important to support the LBS, even if they're an hour and a half away. But I do want to point out that uh, the Swift Cycle Tools... And tool bench and tool stand are inside the bikery. So I have a heart of a heart and piece of myself and Keith Richards is still there inside the bikery. So I love going there. The finest of the finest stores. So yeah. talking to Taylor, I'm like, how are things going during the pandemic? I'm in a mask. He's in his mask. We're all there. The coffee bar is shut down. You come into the double doors that open up and there's a sign that says, you know, stop here. A customer will be here. And it was a very like smooth, smooth process. One person per employee in the store at a time. And you're basically walking through with someone next to you. So it's not a traditional shopping experience right now, as we all understand. So Mm -hmm. I asked him how things are going. He's like, you know, they're going all right. But uh, we did have an incident 
um, you know, last week. And I was like, really? Yeah. Like, t- tell me more. And he's like, well, <laughs> a customer came in and uh, said he needed tubular glue. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, t- tell me more. He's like, yeah, he, he needed tubular glue. And uh, so then I told him like, yeah, we have tubular glue. You know, we're, we're the store in St. Pete that would have tubular glue in stock. So um, mm-hmm. I just need you to, uh, you know, put on your mask, come with me, and then uh, I'll get you the tubular glue. We actually have two different types for you to to choose from. Got it. Okay. What did the customer say back? Wait, huh. what? What did the customer say back to that? Oh, I bet he didn't want to wear a mask. This is a customer that wants tubular glue. Do you want me to describe what he looks like? Because instantly, before he tells me what the guy said, I said, well, what did he look like? Dreadlocks. Okay. Full sleeve tattoos. Tank top. Total, like, Florida surfer bro. Sandals. Was in a Jeep. Yeah. Kind of like a Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Hang on. Now, did the Jeep have doors on it or no doors? I don't know. I should have asked. That's a very good question. Spencer, I don't okay. think it's legal for your Jeep to have doors in Florida. That's true. We'll just assume no Florida. doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Comes in asking for tubular glue. Instantly, tubular I'm like, glue. this okay. is a cool dude, right? Like, he's like he has <laughs> tubulars. Like, he must think it's somewhat cool. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna assume, little guy, mm-hmm. let me know if you're on board with this, but I'm thinking this guy maybe didn't want tubular glue for tire gluing purposes. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. Maybe. I'm thinking maybe we float the idea. And I don't want to get this wrong, so this is not our official answer yet, Tim. Maybe he asked if they had small brown paper bag as well. <laughs> That's great. That's a very esoteric way to get get yourself high. You <laughs> That's a I very mean? high like, brow way to get high, isn't it? Like, don't but, you normally just go to office guess specs? <laughs> Well, well, I was going to say, like, if the Office Max knows your game and they're just like, dude, get out of here. You're not allowed exactly. here in the store anymore. And the hardware store is not letting you buy all the weird solvents anymore. <laughs> you uh, you go to the bike shop and you're like, uh. You got a, uh, a Victoria Mastic habit, you know, like, you got to keep that going. You know, hey, I got a Tubasi habit and it's yeah. bad. It's super bad. <laughs> it's a total, it's a total mess. Like, if you go to the bike shop down the street and they've only got that Conti glue that's not going to cut it. No, that stuff's terrible. I don't know. Um, no matter what, what other options do we have? What What else could he? We don't have a lot of information to go off of. No, you don't. You, you have enough information no. though. Okay, we have enough. Little. Guy. I think what what's you, important uh, to remember here is that this store is the boutique of the boutique, right? Like okay. this is a store worth driving an hour and a half to go to, right? Because it has stuff like this. He asked. When the next crit was happening. <laughs> okay. I need an answer, guys. I I was just gonna say the dude wouldn't put a mask, but maybe he maybe he specifically asks for a, a very specific kind of glue and they don't have it and he's just not having it. Oh, I like this idea. That's good. Well Because that's me. I was so enamored with this story. This is a new seg- segment of what did the customer say or what did the customer act for? So I actually had Taylor, the proprietor, the founder of the bikery, uh-huh. give me a quick voice memo. That Spencer, you have not heard. So I have not heard this. Taylor, what did the customer say? 
Yeah, so the customers said, fuck you, fuck your masks, and fuck your shop. Yes. So there you guys go. <laughs> Apparently, just because you're Classy. buying tubular glue doesn't mean <laughs> that you're really into going to that bike shop. And I was completely blown away by this. Wow. That is some serious mask hate. Stu sounds tough. That's a lot of mask like hate gonna... for like just a local bike shop, right? And you're buying tubular wow. glue? Like <laughs> he's, he's not going to let some virus like tell him what to do. No, but don't you wear a mask when you put on the glue anyway? I have not, but that has definitely been a problem. You got to do it outside in the garage <laughs> in a well-ventilated garage with all the doors open. Ah, all right. I've done it in the basement. It's a bad idea. Spencer, are you shocked by what the customer, the Jeep driving customer said? Yeah, obviously you heard my, my train of thought was going a different direction. Uh, I thought this guy sounded pretty mellow. Um, Turns out maybe he's an investment banker uh, and he was just, you know, off hours or something. Yeah. Well, anyway, the best part of the bikery is, um, is June bug. And I, I, we got to give June bug her uh, time. It it must happen. And with that, I think we got to go check out our Australian correspondent, Michael Matthews. This is Katie Thompson, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, guys, here we are on the Prem Lap. We already talked about the Slow Ride Podcast Limited Edition Episode 300 shirts. As just a quick reminder, you can go to wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300 to find them. You can also, when you're at wideanglepodium.com, you can check out the donation page, can check out all of the different shows that we have. There are a bunch of information there. And you can go to slash coffee to find out the great options coming to us in our partnership with Grimper Brothers. Um, Grimper Brothers has a special blend uh, for fundraising in Austin, Texas, that um, you can also check out by going to Grimper Brothers. Um, and there you go. So there's fantastic coffee. Sounds great. Also, Indeed. what we need to uh, talk about once again is the Works HydroShot Power Cleaner. I used mine today. Go to yourcleanbike.com and use the promo code GEARUP to save 15% on the whole suite of tools from Works. But once again, the HydroShot Power Cleaner provides the perfect amount of PSI to clean your bike and not blow out all of the bearings. Perhaps this is another tip that I'm going to have for my new cycling friend. That's yeah, a good tip. That is a That's, good tip. I got to yeah. admit a serious mistake on my part is I talked to my dad today and he said he was power washing uh, something in his driveway. And I realized uh, he went and got himself a power washer and I didn't recommend the works to him. So I didn't even want to know. I was really scared. So you should have got be, the works. Uh, you're going to be getting a call and a, few days and you're gonna have to go repack the bearings on uh on the old chrysler <laughs> he's probably yeah he's 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 power washing the prius way too close probably right yeah. now it's losing all its do. paint oh but once again yourcleanbike.com use the promo code gear up we'd like to thank works for their continued support yeah thanks works oh man thanks for everyone once again for listening to the slow ride podcast uh let's get back to the show
I'm Joe Dombrowski from Cannondale Drop Pack, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey guys, we are back. So much more to talk about for the remainder of the show. We have a ton of listener emails. and But first, before we get into listener emails, I just want to say that we appreciate everyone that emails us, good and bad, um, for the variety of things. Because obviously it's been a fairly tough uh, few weeks for us um, in particular, um, going back to what the events of the George Floyd murder and in Minneapolis. We heard from a ton of folks including Ian uh, Darling, who hits us up and says, Hey guys, in your next podcast, please don't stick to sports. It kills me to see the unrest in Minneapolis. I enjoy seeing your Twitter posts about the what the community means to you guys. I love the slow ride, partly for the bike stuff, but also for the sense of community and the clear justice and equality focus that you bring to things. I am Canadian and have never been to Minnesota, but feel like I have a sense of community from you. Thanks for the Thanks. WAP guidance on where to donate to support relief efforts. I hope that you and your loved ones are safe. So, Ian, thank you for that. Um, yeah, thanks very much, Ian. It should also be said that, obviously, that we've had additional um, feedback uh, that goes all the way from um, uh, Gary hits us up. I enjoyed your podcast for the last few years. Great info. But your your last podcast will be my last while everyone agrees with the protests. We do not all agree on your distaste with the police. The hatred that I heard at the beginning of the episode was hard to listen to. Also to blame looters on the police is rather mixed up. Thanks for the years mm -hmm. we had together. Gary, um, we do appreciate uh, reaching out to us. Um, it wasn't meant to uh, offend, but it was uh, the true uh, true feelings. Yeah. I think that it's I a personal uh, relationships and experiences that uh, we have had in addition to what we saw on uh, TV. Yeah. Thanks for listening for a while. Yeah, we hope that you do you come do back. You do um, you. And uh, maybe give us another listen in the bit, but our feelings will not be uh, uh, changed really on that. And then we got an email from Australia. Hey guys, live in Australia. I look forward to the Slow Ride podcast every week. It is refreshingly different from the pure racing ones that are out there. I really feel for the guy from Minneapolis. It would have been totally scary for sure. And I'm totally fine with him expressing his feelings, but lost me when he stated that he was blaming white supremacy for the rioting and looting. Tell that to the Mr. Dorn's family. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Sorry. I will continue to listen, but please keep to cycling related stuff. I listen to the Soul Ride pod to escape from the constant partisan debate on TV and other media. Regards, Brett. And Brett, thanks for uh, your uh, listenership. Um, and again, thank you for reaching out. Um, and little guy, uh, we all do feel for you, obviously, as Brett did himself. Eh, don't feel for me. Feel. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know what the Dorns thing is he's talking about, so I can't address that in any way. But, but yeah, I mean that. I think the the thing that I want people to understand, if they are still listening, and they certainly don't have to. It's fine. Like Tim said, I don't think any of our opinions are going to change, but um, these these were like literal views from the ground, like there in the moment relating what happened, what you physically saw, not filtered through whatever news or anything else. And so I don't know, like if you can listen to us and – you know, trust our, our, our voices on other things. I don't know why 
all of a sudden it would change uh, talking about this. But that's just what I would say is, um, yeah, it was probably unfiltered. It was probably a little raw. It probably came off one way or the other, but it's, it's what that experience was. And um, I think yeah. you, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Give, give, give little guys some credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, know? yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't ever, ever, yeah, I don't uh, know. I don't think he had a plan to come on a cycling podcast and rant and rave, um, make stuff up about white supremacists uh, running running into Minneapolis and, and causing chaos. Uh, no, I didn't have a plan on that. that. I mean, agenda all I, along. I know, I, yeah, I guess I know well, what I've seen, what I've experienced here, but. Um, well, I think I we think, all. Yeah, around all this, there's so much, um, ambiguity that yeah, it's true. There's a lot of ambiguity about a lot of things. Um, but I appreciate people being able to disagree with us and like, hopefully still listen. And, uh, you know, when you, yeah. when you think we're wrong, uh, calls out, I'm happy to, uh, talk about it, whether it's about, yeah. you know, something large like this or whether or not, um, you know, these new bond shoes they've been advertising on cycling news all day are ugly. <laughs> They're pretty ugly. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't think anybody has to worry about this podcast becoming like a political podcast. Like, no, we're all idiots. It's not one of those things. Like we, we are here to talk about bikes. Like everyone is here to listen, uh, to us talk about bikes and put their input in via email and everything else as well. Hashtag ask slow ride on Twitter and Instagram. (laughs) But you know, when something is that like literally happening within a block of your house, like we can't avoid it. So I, yeah, that I don't want us to, to be, be yeah. I don't want us to be uh, deaf to the room and, and, and or, you know, like when yeah. things are happening or like as much as this is us being dorks and talking about bikes and these things, um, some things, well, one, they happen right where you are, but two, uh, you know, bigger issues of uh, sy- systemic racism in our society do need to be mentioned. And, um, and be- because they, it matters when it's mentioned in places where it, it it's sometimes not mentioned, right? And then not and, mentioned. And, also- and so I don't, I don't want this to be. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't want this to be like this. You come here just to like have a moment of goofiness after because the news is pretty terrible lately. We well, can probably and, all agree. But like on top of that, like you come here, you know, to to get away from everything. But at the same time, like I'm a human being. Tim's a human being. Matt's a, yeah. a human being, and we all have, you know our feelings and thoughts on things. And, you know, when things affect us, like this is my hometown, you know, my parents are mere blocks away from huge fires and little guys like one block, you know, like it can't not be addressed. It would be wrong to ignore, uh, and impossible to ignore. And, um, just, it's just one of those things, but it's not, uh, it's funny that, you know, it comes up one time in 300 episodes and you're going to lose a listener or two. And that's disappointing. I, I guess that just hurts my feelings. But at the same time, I'm I'm like, that's fine. You can do it. Like nobody's making you listen to the show. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah. well, well uh, if we if we keep I, this up, yeah. we might lose a second listener. Well, here's my theory is that you can go around and listen to all the other cycling podcasts and then you'll realize Oh boy, those guys weren't that bad. <laughs> so, so well, we do we do like all of this feedback. Continue to send it to us at the slow podcast at yeah. gmail.com. We got an additional yeah. note. Speaking of Father's Day today, we got a great email from Dan from Nam. He said, oh, yeah. guys, Lovely. sorry, I read this in a baby induced haze at 4 30 a.m. and promptly forgot about it. 
How are things on your end? Okay. And well done on episode 300. <laughs> Great work. We hope to have Dan on uh, soon. I, from what I gather on the Instagram, awesome. he is in Namibia as yes, a newborn, yeah. as a new father. Um, yeah. So that's really fantastic exciting. to hear. So congrats. major congrats to Dan from Nam, one of the uh, favorites of the Slow Ride podcast. Um, got a great email from Brian Stranick. Took a 40 mile ride this weekend with a few friends to the Duray's Velodrome. See the attached pic. Brian, of course, is talking about the abandoned velodrome in Detroit. Mm. Bombed out. Mm. It is it is looking great as ever with some nice uh cracks. Um yeah. <laughs> some shrubs. So it's, it's shrubs, torn up, yeah. but lap doing a lap is still fun. I of course yeah. uh got me into the wormhole of finding the Jacksonville Velodrome, which looks equally as bad that I hope to someday go to. But uh Brian, oh, wow. thanks. For I didn't that. know there was one in Jacksonville. Yeah, it was uh not so good right now. It's owned by the county, Duval County. Uh, okay. yeah. well, I don't think I knew that either. Why yeah. haven't you been there? Because there is not a road or a path that goes to the velodrome anymore. It's just kind of like a abandoned site, and I just it's Jacksonville. Sounds like, oh, I know you perfect. guys. I I am a big fan of Florida. <laughs> I love living here. You guys know that. Like I have no intention to move. Jacksonville is <laughs> no, a bridge too far. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like it's like when people talk about Florida in a bad way, it usually has to do with Duval County. There is a monorail there, so I, d- I guess I do like going every now and then. Uh, Andrew. Oh, so you've been there to oh, the yeah, monorail. Many times. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Andrew Correct. emails us. Your discussion about leg shaving in recent episodes reminded me of a story from when I was little. All through my life, my dad has been an avid cyclist. I have fond memories from my youth of watching classic tours together and pieing in the car to support him at the local races. Oh, I'm sorry, Andrew. Nice. Um, one story my mom tells me is from when I was maybe three years old. One day, I apparently walked into the bathroom as she was shaving her legs. My response to the site was, Mommy, I thought only daddies shaved their legs. I can just yeah. imagine the look on her face as she <laughs> called out of the room. I think you need to have a talk with your son. Hope this helps prep some of you for the talk you might have to have with your kids. Thanks for the great show, mm-hmm. Andrew. I can't think of a better email for Father's Day. Um <laughs> Megan emails us. Hey guys. So my husband listens to your podcast all the time. And so Sounds by proxy, like a cool guy. And so by proxy, I catch <laughs> plenty of slow ride content. It's great. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I get so hung up on one thing and I often mention it to my partner. Why do they call him little guy? Does he want to be called that? How would you feel if your nickname is little guy? So I just want little guy to know that I'm thinking about him and his feelings. Keep your head up, little guy. And know you have your own supporters out here. I'll get there Cheers, someday. Megan. Tim. This is instant I need uh, to, slow ride uh, podcast email hall of fame right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I wanna get I wanna get to this question. I think it's excellent. Um but that the question was, how would you feel about being called little guy? So Tim, how would you feel if your nickname was little guy? Well, my nickname's Super Rookie, which I can't say is much better than the little guy. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, yeah. I kind of know where he's coming from. You just got to embrace it after a while. Yeah. They get funnier as you get older. Yeah. You know, like someone's like, why are you called Super Rookie? He's like, well, do you got a minute? Let me tell you about when I showed up as a messenger yeah. with reflectors on my bike and no one told me I should have oh. taken them off. And it was like, hey, guys, you want to race an alley cat? That's how I became Super Rookie. So yeah. there you go. It's the same. How do you feel, Spencer? What would you feel? <laughs> I would feel pretty excited to have a nickname personally. Um, I, 
have never really had one. Um, oh, is this? Are, there's is been this a few you, like you, random attempts that never stuck. And so I just have to introduce myself every week on this show as, uh, and this is Spencer in Boston. I, you know, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. Just, we can work on one. We you know, can start can, workshopping it. Are you asking for a nickname? Like you, you gotta, yeah, no, are you, like you can't do that. It just needs to organically sort of, yeah. We're going to yeah. get submissions. All right. Submit what Spencer's nickname should be at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so little guy, I think yeah. over 300 episodes, six years, can't fault Megan, um, for not listening all the time. I think we've maybe told this story once, possibly twice. I think once every It had hundred. to be uh episode 20, yeah. 25. Uh, somewhere I'm worried. Early. I'm also worried that now I'm going to I'm going to like, you know, as, as stories change with time and you forget things and you add things that I'll just totally yeah. not At remember. At the end of it right. like I kicked a 35-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, and I was so short. My clearest memory is this and Spencer was basically there for this probably, probably in the yeah. room was that um uh, old Blazing Saddles Messenger days, a long time ago. Um, there were a few of us that worked there. Spencer worked there. I worked yep. there. Carlos worked there. Um, a friend Carlos, uh, Peter and Christian. Everyone was at least six feet tall. Mm-hmm. I am not six feet tall. <laughs> I am five nine on my tippy toes. I'm like five eight and eight and a half. So I was the little guy. I yeah. just, that, that's that was it as simple as it was and it just sort of uh spread out from there and then when i started bike racing i was just you guys call me the little guy and it just it just permeated and i i definitely didn't like it very much at first <laughs> um you know I also i was probably the young i was the youngest guy too i was whatever you, 20 you were the rookie at blazing saddles at the i was time. Yeah, yeah i was so i was the rookie at blazing saddles i'd been a career for two years or something i was the rookie at blazing saddles I was uh, the youngest, was like a year or so younger than Carlos, so I was like 23, and then I was the shortest. So I was just the yep. little guy in all, in every aspect within that little and, and small world. Dispatch really. I mean, it Peter in. gets. I think Peter. Peter. It's Peter. It was 100 percent Peter. Peter had uh, our dispatcher had a nickname for literally everything. Like <laughs> every every building. Has has a name, you know. It's the IDS Center, or yeah, it's the yeah. US Bank Plaza. It never or, just said you know, anything normal. It's got an official name, and it's got an official address. You know, this is two hundred South Sixth Street. This is South whatever, 8. whatever street. He had a different name for everything. <laughs> so you not only did you have to know what the building name were and what the address was, but you yeah. had to know Peter's weird code name for everything, yeah. and he had a nickname for everybody except for me. Yeah, but yeah. The one he came up with for you was Little Guy. And he would call you up on the radio and just say, hey, Little Guy. And that was it. And you like, instead of just being like, here's some information, go do it. It, it was like a long pause and a question. And yeah. that's sort of conversational. It was the strangest dispatching situation ever. No. He was, he was a, he was an interesting character. Uh, yeah. And, uh, He's, he invented the nickname for sure. I will and say, stuck. I enjoyed sp- his dispatching much more than Spencer enjoyed his dispatching. I'd I say Spencer hated his dispatching style. I found it hilarious, also occasionally infuriating, but um, also just like you would just just the weird and lots of puns and um, terrible puns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, puns are all terrible in a good way. Obviously, when we started bike racing as a bunch of dirty messengers yeah, showing yeah. up at bike races, 
And, you know, it took a little while to integrate with the recycling scene, but I think part of the reason we were able to do that was due to the nickname. Like we had a mascot. We could be like, oh, and this is little guy, you know, like (laughs) this is our buddy little guy. Like, you're like, here's our guy with the oldest bike. He's, he's, he's smaller than us and his bike's old and we're not, we've been trying to convince him to shave his legs, but he won't. He won't, he refuses. um, So it gave us, it gave us a way to be memorable as like a unit of bike racers that started showing up randomly in the cat five field to even the old, like older guys, the experienced guys, the veterans, the masters, whoever. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then they all got to know little guy as little guy. (laughs) And then the race announcers started picking up on it and calling him little guy. And then it's at that point, you can't stop it. Yeah. And now no one knows my real name probably. So (laughs) the real question you're, you're well known in the bike racing circles as little guy. And you're known on this podcast as little guy. How many people outside of this podcast, since you're not do, doing bike races, actually refer to you as the little, little guy? Uh, no, just you guys, really. No, oh, um, <laughs> and that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody really calls me little guy. Not even Tom Boonin. Tom Boonin, he doesn't, he calls you dad. Yeah, he calls uh, me dad. <laughs> right, we're gonna fix have, that. Spencer, we got a, we got yeah. a new project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think he, so he's been to only a few races, but then people would yell, you know, go little guy or whatever, like little guy, you stink or whatever. Um, and he definitely, which would have been on point when we were all racing together. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) he was, he definitely had to, um, you know, ask his mom be like, what, why are people yelling that at dad? Well, that was a fantastic run through of listener email. We'd like to thank everybody that emails us, the soul ride podcast at gmail.com. Before we get to the final episode of Gross Point Crank, we do have yeah. some topical pro cycling news. And like last week, we did a quick round robin on them. Let's hit it right through it. Yellow Lotto announced that they will now be riding Cervelo bikes, which how appropriate because Wout Van Art is probably going to start doing gravel racing. So he needs to have an aero gravel bike. They will not be on Bianchi's anymore. Gentlemen, any thoughts? Do they make a cross bike currently? That's my first thought. Well, it's the Asparo, right? Isn't that their gravel? I mean, that's what he probably But is it a cross bike? What's oh. Is there any difference? That's what we'll learn. Maybe maybe he'll just rebrand something, right? And just put well, so he'll be on a... Yeah. He'll, so he'll be racing cross with that weird asymmetric chainstay thing. Or on a Stevens that's painted and says <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Which is literally like the standard European. Why is it Stevens? It feels like whenever somebody r- rides for a bike company, doesn't make a cross bike, they end up on a Stevens. I I can't explain it, um, but you know we know how the experiment with felt and uh, and while it went, um, yeah, so did not work. Based yeah. on that, <laughs> I yeah. would uh, I would assume Cervelo is going to play it safe mm-hmm. and just give them the Stevenses with the paint jobs. <laughs> Well, I'm sure. Maybe I, I kind of like the mismatch. Can so. I just say that Whatever. I'm disappointed that Bianchi is out of the professional cycling peloton? Well, we don't know that. They'll they'll pop yeah. up somewhere. Like I don't know. They're, Everyone's j- shaking things up. Maybe they'll go to Sunweb. It's true. Now the big question, Tim, is: yeah. do, Will do you think Cervelo will come out with a, a, a seafoam blue green frame? For this team for continuity or are they going to go yellow 
and make a really just a really hideous <laughs> that's a, that's kind a very, of yellow situation. That's a very very good question, Spencer. Um, I don't know what what is uh, Yumbo Supermarkets. Their colors are yellow and red, right? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of red on there somewhere. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is that is that that's where I would then say because Cervelo doesn't really have a color, right? Because when it was the Cervelo test team, wasn't weren't they black and white? And granted, red's yeah, always been white, kind yeah. of around, but um, I am hoping that they come with it's something yellow. exciting, something just totally out of left field. So Jumbo mm. is full yellow, like that is their color. I just googled it. So mm-hmm. yeah. So and red bikes have already been done by Trek. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of owned, although they're not really doing that as much anymore. But I feel like the red is kind of played out. So, ooh, Cervelo, I don't know what they're going to do. That's a real good question, though. There's, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot riding on that on what they do here. Yeah, uh, more than more than just wow. And then do you think they'll make them change the color of the bike during the tour and be like, oh, you can't do that on the last day because that's when uh, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. although they will maybe be in the yellow jersey at the tour in 2021 since they have half the uh, the favorites to win anyway. Yeah, they have all the GC yeah, contenders yeah. Right. Uh, and all oh, the ketones. Do you hear that? Um, next topic. Uh, but- um, Mitchelton Scott is still Mitchelton Scott and not Manuela oh. Foundation. That uh, We didn't need to set a correction on that one because we all saw that one coming. The, the three of us, I'm pretty yeah. sure, were like, that's not going to last. Best it tour. Like two days? Best kit yeah. in the Pro Tour RIP. No. Potentially, yeah. yeah. But maybe it comes back together because maybe some documents were signed. Yeah. Who it, can say? It, someone Someone's getting fired. Talking about internal communications didn't really just go as planned there. Right? So the, the general story from what I can gather is that the sports director for the team got like a sponsor to be like, yeah, I'll take it. And then the old owner of the team was like, eh, not so fast after he saw the news that this company has a history of kind of sponsoring failed sporting organizations. Right? Is that pretty much it? Yeah, I think yeah. roughly. Cool. And Gar- and Garzelli's there doing uh, something. The next story is that uh, <laughs> Quick Step was almost purchased in 2018 by the Israeli Israel startup. I, I love that news drop. Uh, because, well, for so many reasons, the potential end of quick step, that's crazy. I can't even fathom that just right alone by itself. And then that team launching itself into the world tour, um, out of, you know, being a team that Dan from Nam rode for the year before, like that's, that's a big jump. Um, obviously didn't, didn't pan out, but it sounds like it was pretty close. Yeah, well, they probably got a screaming deal on that cheap well, bargain rate Katusha. So that's very true. I mean, yeah, yes. it is interesting to see, right? And I, I'll take this to the next uh, logical step, Spencer. Is that you have a kind of continental team that clearly has aspirations for a pro tour or world tour, whatever you want to call it, and they purchase mm-hmm. their way in, kind of similar to Minnesota's favorite continental pro team, Rally Racing, which is clearly. Uh-huh lining up to purchase teams triple C. And you know, the thing about rally that maybe our, our European listener uh, and our Australian listener maybe don't know, maybe aren't as familiar with rally. Um, they have been around at that top level in the U S for 
a decade? Oh, at least. 15 More than years. A decade. Yeah, yeah, 15 years. Like 20, 2005 as Kelly Benefit Strategies. That's true. I forgot. I have, geez. I was thinking of the, the iterations they've gone through and I forgot all about Kelly Benefit. Yeah, so, Kelly. yeah. And because I was like, I was working with, with them uh, in, in sponsorship roles at previous jobs back at the Nature Valley in 2012. Mm. I think what's important is also Rally has money because they are owned by United Healthcare. So yeah. if they can find their way through the pandemic, it's not like United Healthcare isn't going to want to be in the pro tour or in the tour de France. Like it, they have aspirations. So kind of a similar right. way. That's the, the license is what is important here. Yes. Who are they going to buy? Well, the CCC, <laughs> that's the obvious one. What if that doesn't work out? Who's next? I don't know. Who, some, oh, you not save on paint. I mean, that's the best part. You barely, <laughs> you barely have to change even like the buses. Like that's where you really save the money. Oh, they'll be spending paying like, the bus. Yes. Well, maybe they'll buy um, Mitchelton Scott. I mean, at this point, Raleigh's definitely got to be sitting oh, there, there going, go. "I'm like, yeah, you know." <laughs> that's that's the backup plan. I love it. All right, and let's get to. Wait, 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 speaking of dads, did you guys see that Greg Van Avermaet is basically hosting his own training camp at his holiday home? And I just imagine him being like team dad. He like he's he's doing like a mini training camp at his 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 house uh, somewhere in Belgium, but he's so I just imagine him just team dadding it up with all the younger riders and like go to bed and like just <laughs> feet off yeah. the table. <laughs> yeah, you know they wake up in the morning, stumble out of the room. He's already up. He's already ridden eighty miles yeah. and he's cooking breakfast. He's for cooking everybody. breakfast on the trainer. Yeah, he's like, guess who's the champion around here? Anyway, mm-hmm. so I love it. Final news spot for this quick round robin is that the DK 200, the founder, Jim Cummings, uh, got fired by Lifetime for a post that did not uh, carry well with sponsors, Lifetime leadership. And that post was equating the um, one of the recent deaths at the hands of police in the U.S. to um, being warranted. So mm-hmm. happy trails. Jim Cummings? Yes. Um, I, I'm happy that Lifetime could so it seems disassociate like, themselves. It seems like Lifetime is starting to take a stand on some of this. Um, so that was a quick exit. Uh, anything else you guys want to add on that? No. I mean, I don't know. I guess he can speak his mind now that he has no job. He can do whatever he wants. It's kind of one of those, like, if you put up a <laughs> Facebook post that says, if you disagree with me, unfollow me. And then you get yeah. fired. It's kind of like you know. All right. Well, I guess you disagree with me. Yeah, that's yeah. I uh, I love the uh, yeah. If you disagree with me, unfollow me. But then deleting the post, you know, trying to get rid of the like I'm stand behind my word, and then trying to cover it up and hide it and make it go away. Still getting yourself fired, and uh, just a class act there. Yeah. Um, love it. Don't. Don't miss him. Um, the event is uh, better for not having him at the head, and hopefully they will win back uh, some hearts and minds of the people uh, to attend the event because as of right now, I think a lot of people aren't going to. Um, it, it sounds like there's a lot of people that are not going to go as long, especially as the name has stands. Uh, we have decided yeah. to go with just calling it DK here on the podcast. But guys... Once again, it was a fantastic episode of the Slow Podcast. However, that does not mean that we are finished because it is the final episode of the all-engrossing, world-famous, <laughs> gross point crank. Yeah. 
Yeah, if anyone remembers what's happening, let me know. Um, yeah, it's, let's 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 do it. Let's roll into it. It's all going to make sense. It's all going to become clear. We're going to have to fight our way out. Don't be an idiot, LBS. There's too many of them. We'll never make it out that way. I can take them. Do you want a piece of me, Toe Clips? Come and get it. Oh, that hurts. Oh, those, those things are sharp and shiny. Did you have an idea, Cirrus? I do, tough guy. See that display case over there to your right? Open it up. It's full of vintage pedals. Good ones. Grab a few superb cyclones, super and C record. Those funny triangle-shaped durace and six hundreds. Off Mega, Miche, Japime, TA, Mavic, Leotard. Serious, we don't have time for you to list off all the pedals. Just tell me the plan. Thanks for reminding me. There are also a few old look and time pedals in there as well. Grab the pedals and use them to lure the toe clips into the back room. Hmm? That's where we keep all the all-city double toe clips we thought we'd sell back during the fixie craze of 2011. We can use them to tie them together once we get them mounted to the pedals. But but we need hardware, nuts and bolts. These Those toe clips don't seem to come with any. Don't worry, LBS. We're a well-stocked shop. I'm sure we've got the small parts to solve this problem. You always were a problem solvers. Here, little toe clips. Follow the pedals, little toe clips. Okay, I've got some small parts. Get them a little closer and I'll bolt them up. You grab those toe straps and get them ready to tie them together. It worked! It it worked! Genius, Cirrus. Always a problem solvers. I'm glad that's over. Me too. Though this time last week, I I woke up tied to a chair in Switzerland. So who who really knows? I guess uh, I guess that's now that those toe claps are defeated. I don't have to worry about that biopace deal. I can get back to my shop and give Cleet a day off. LBS, look out! Oh no! Oh, you got me good. That was a huge toe clip. Big enough for a winter boot. Some sort of monster clip. Um, oh, I'm, I'm fading like, like a Klein paint job, Cirrus. Oh, <laughs> I'm going from the top of a kit to the bottom in today's Peloton. Everything's fading to black. Leave me. I'm done for. Save yourself. It's, it's time to use your last set of ATAX. Say hi to our old friends at the reunion for me. Tell... Tell Cleet, make sure the shop is... LBS! LBS, you bastard, Toe Clips! Eat time, ATAC! (laughs) It worked. Guess it's true nothing can kill an ATAC. Not even a boss-level Toe Clip. Didn't even mess up the bearings. I could probably get another 15 years out of these pedals. Well, better get these repairs finished. Performance, what do you want? Popcorn! Popcorn!
Wow. What a fantastic conclusion of Gross Point Clank. Crank. I absolutely loved it. Um, the voice work <laughs> has been fantastic. I don't even know how yeah. we got to where we finished, but I feel like the cork has been put into the bottle for yet another mm-hmm. fantastic radio play. Little guy, yep. great job writing it up. Oh, thanks. Uh, at some point, I'll uh, I'll get all the episodes in one little package so you can listen to straight through, and then maybe um, I'll know what the heck I just did. That'd be great. Well, we'd like to thank the Slow Ride podcast players for their fantastic voice work. We'd like to thank <laughs> all of the folks that email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. We remind you to head over to wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300 to get your very own Slow Ride Podcast shirts, limited edition, never before done merch, and will ship worldwide to you. Once again, that's wideanglepodium.com slash SRP300. We also like to thank Works for their Hydroshot Power Cleaner. Head over to yourcleanbike.com mm-hmm. and use the promo code GEARUP to save 15%. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Wide Angle Podium friends, join me, longtime cyclocross writer Molly Herford, and me, endurance coach Peter Glassford, on the Consummate Athlete Podcast. You'll learn about how the pros like Katarina Nash, Ellen Noble, and Magalie Rochette train, and hear the best advice from experts in exercise science, nutrition, and sports psych to crush your racing goals. We discuss topics like how to run for cyclocross training, if strength training will improve your cycling, how NASCAR can teach you how to corner smoother, and how to fuel for a long day at the races. Come hang out and learn how to live a happy, adventurous life. Subscribe to the Consummate Athlete Podcast and visit us online at consummateathlete.com.